Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Welcome to another episode of RotaFest Detail Memoirs, where every week we explore the movers, the shakers, the business owners, the vendor suppliers of the automotive detailing industry. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. Um, <clears throat> just a quick reminder, we started a new month, so that means there's a new giveaway in our relief program with Buff and Shine. <clears throat> if you don't know how it works, your name has to be in this bowl. To get your name in that bowl for a once a month drawing for thousands of dollars worth of pads and and free software, <clears throat> you need to go out to your social media and you need to post uh, with the hashtags, hashtag Buff and Shine Manufacturing, hashtag Reflection Artist, and hashtag RoadFS. And then all you got to do is say something nice. I don't care if you say, oh, Justin Lobato is so hot. I love him at Buff and Shine or whatever you want to say. <laughs> Rod and Jody are so cool. They're the most awesome guys ever. Just say something nice about us. Post it on your social media as often as you like. You do not have to do a full-blown ad like some of the people have, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. But post whatever you want. Post as often as you want. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for these videos, and you are entered in for the drawing. And it is, we have 11 more to give away at least. Buff and Shine has told us they give us more stuff. It's going great. We have tons of people entered already. Um, but that's it. Just go enter and, and let's give some stuff away. So, yeah, we are, I mean, we've been having really fun. I actually have the box loaded up to send out to October's winner, John Coronella from American Detail Corp. That's going out today. Um, so look for that. You'll probably get that next week, John. So we are super excited. We've been wanting to get, uh, Chris Blaisdell, right? Right, you said it right. All right, excellent, good. I just wanted excellent. to make sure. So Chris Blaisdell, owner of On-Site Detail out of Midvale, Utah, and he's slowly taking over much of the Utah market with his bright orange minivans that were because he is he's got his mobile detailing business dialed in. So I'm like, man, we got to get him on the phone, hear your story. So good morning, and thank you for joining us, Chris. Good morning. So how yeah, did you? To be here. Um, well, I know when we we tried to get this set up a while ago, I was on a trip and birthday stuff and all that fun stuff. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to be on with you guys. This I mean, time. you act like there's a thing called life that goes on besides <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, I I guess that gets in the way sometimes. I'm trying to work nonstop and I got to do other things, right? <laughs> all this stuff gets in the way of work. <laughs> Well, it seems like you do a good job of it because I was looking at your business page and your your personal page, and your personal page is all dad and kids and wife and 
you know, it seems like you're very, very engaged with your family and you figured out a way to give the appropriate amount of time to family as well as your business. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always a struggle, right? I try. Um, and I try not to cross over too much, even though, you know, it happens where my mom actually works here with me. Um, and, you know, my wife has been involved with the business up until very recently where he kind of stepped back and we passed on some of the responsibilities to CPA, things like that. But, um, you know, kids are always, always uh, in my life. Um, and they're, they're like my reason why, um, you know, why I get up in the morning, why I come to work, why I run the business the way I do, you know, the end goal is to make sure that they have what they need and have all the opportunities that they can, you know, yep. to be in life and, and be happy and taken care of. And, so, and how did, stuff, so how did you get started? And I mean, it sounds like you started, you know, I have this idea, I'm going to create a mobile detailing business. My wife's helping me. She's doing all the CPA, the bookkeeping work. And now you've grown into where you can have the wife step out and uh, actually, you know, really evolve your business over time. So my story is actually more you probably than a lot of guys that get into detailing. Um, and especially those who, who end up being a full-on business owner with it. Um, so, um, I'll try to make this short, but it may, may take a minute. <laughs> um, so, um, I actually did not start this company. Um, my brother did it. Um, I started working for him shortly thereafter, um, because it was a job and I needed one of those at the time. Um, and it was easier than going and hunting around and trying to find, you know, work. So um i started detailing with him uh quickly found out that i actually really enjoyed it um for various reasons one you know most of the time you get to see the results pretty pretty quickly um you know same day in most cases um also the action of customers you know you can really make someone happy by you know bringing their car back um back um Anyway, uh, long story short there, um, a few years after I started working for him, um, I was only working like two days a week with him, like Friday and Saturday. I had two other jobs at the time as well and going to school. Um, but my brother-in-law and sister approached me and, and my wife and said, hey, would you want to buy this business from us? And this was back 2008. So kind of things had crashed and the business yep. had really slowed down. And uh, we had kind of seen the headaches they had gone through and, and, you know, dealing with different things. And so we told them, no, we're just like, no, no, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> um, but a few months later went by, um, my wife had graduated with her bachelor's degree, could not find a job in anything where, um, and we said, you know what, why not? So we decided to approach them and, and time it was it was a still a, a good size operation nothing nothing like it is now but uh two vans and a couple guys that were working there along with me and, and uh so we took it over 
we're able to kind of break things down, make some changes, and you know, uh, get it going successful. I mean, my wife went to school for finance. She was the one who really like drilled down and said, "Hey, we need to make these changes, or this business is not going to work." And right. I said, "Okay, I'll clean the cars." <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she really helped this thing like get going, and um, you know, over the years, um, I've really found that. I really love business and I really love that side of it. And so I've, uh, you know, I didn't get a, a, an MBA or anything like that or didn't go to school for business. I actually went to school for graphic design out of all things um, and ended up doing this, but um, I really like business. And so I've learned business through, you know, running a business and, and in many cases making mistakes and learning from them, um, but also just, reading books and studying and, and you know, uh, listening to people and, and getting advice from um, uh, mentors and, you know, even guys like you, just looking at how you guys do things, you know, I learned from it and, and, and apply it to my business and, and my life, really, even, in, in some instances. So, um, so, basically, we took that over, what, 2000 nine i believe we were running out of my in-laws house when we were living in the basement um and we able to grow it you know move it to my, our house we bought a house moved into it ran it out of there for a while um about um like 2015 i believe um maybe 2014 we actually we moved into a shop we bought out of another business another mobile guys business um he was just going to school, moving out of state. So um, he worked out really good fit. Um, we just kind of took it over and kept it going and added to our own stuff. Um, so we got a shop up then. Um, didn't really do much with the shop, except it was an office and a storage unit basically for us. We did details out of it here and there. Um, and we were there until earlier this year in May when they, we got kicked out of that place because they were tearing it down to build a new uh, huge office building we've moved into our new space and um you know everything has just taken off so our, our shop business is booming um and our mobile vans are out you know pretty much right now you know light until dark most days and and keeping keeping busy until the winter hits like we were just saying the winter's coming fast here so yeah um getting prepped for that but and you guys are you guys are really similar to the climate. I mean, you guys are in the Utah area. Tell everybody the, the actual city you guys are in. Um, but we've been down there personally. We know a lot of detailers in that area, and that's a booming area for detailers. I mean, I could probably name three or four off the top of my head. It is. So yeah. so where it is, and, and the funny thing is, you know, with with COVID stuff going on and kind of the, the economy, a lot of people losing. Um, at least full-time jobs, maybe they still were holding on to part-time stuff, but we've had a lot of new guys jump into the market too, um, which seems to happen every time there's kind of a dip, you know, it is, uh, or it can be a, a, like a little barrier entry type of business doing it mobile and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a, there is a hot market for detailing here. Um, you know, so um, we do have a lot of guys coming in, but it's, it's kind of been great, you know, um, <clears throat> There's kind of, for the most part, with the guys that have been around for a while, there's a good camaraderie, like throwing each other business and helping each other out. Yeah. Um, some of the guys that are just kind of one-man shows, they'll, you know, 
collaborate on jobs and you know bigger jobs that they couldn't handle by themselves and and, and uh, it's been great just to see that change because you know I'm sure you guys remember and, and and as many people do it used to be just everyone's at each other's throats and tearing each other down instead of building everybody up you know yeah and that's the one um, thing is when we were it's down really there been a big change and it's been great yeah when we were actually down there on site with you guys um, in Utah that's one of the things we noticed is that some of the guys that are down there were literally very collaborative. It was it was a shocker to me. And this has been, what was it, two years ago or a year ago? Year ago. A year ago, 2019. And it was um, where you've got multiple one-man shops that will, will go to each other's shop to help them work out. And and that's that's cool. I mean, some of our favorite people are right out of Utah because, because of that atmosphere. It doesn't seem to be the cutthroat, the cocky... Um, you know, it seems like you guys collaborate a lot more, and so, it, um, you know, obviously you're you're an IDA member, um, uh, certified detailer as well, and that's part of it. Is the people down there are are certified, and um, you know, for the most part. So, um, yeah, where are you guys? Where's your headquarters then? Where's your shop located? So, so our shop is based out of Midvale, um, so basically Central Salt Lake Valley, right, right in the middle, right off of freeway off of I-15. Um, so it's a good, great location for our mobile vans to go out and get everywhere. Um, it's also very easy for people to come to us, um, you know, for for whatever reason, if they prefer either or, we can do both. Um, and then, you know, our it's pretty easy to find too. So it's, it's been great for us to move here. Whereas our old shop was kind of back in a weird little kind of wonky area and people are always like where are you guys and they'd always end up in the back of the building or somewhere weird. <laughs> yeah but not quite there yeah exactly um, <laughs> so, which I, I know it is it is that way with a lot of guys because you know it's just what you can afford what's available as far as spaces go and, and things like that uh, um, but yeah we've we've uh we've really flourished here um we're actually have some pretty big plans to to expand um, into some new markets and things like that here pretty soon. And, um, we're looking actually at a second location right now in Utah County, um, like the second shop that would be another little hub for us, not the main main thing, but um, that. And then also down in St. George as well, we're, we're working on that, um, which has actually been works forever, but it keeps getting messed up. And we were supposed to be down there earlier this year and COVID came and happened. and changed all those plans so yeah and a redo and all that um so but it's still in the works and um you know despite everything that's happened this year with all the craziness um especially here locally you know there was even the earthquake which threw everyone off and i know you guys had one up there too right yeah so, oh yeah, yeah it's, um, we've had everything but flying sharks in 2020 <laughs> i mean it's just you know, yeah, <laughs> kind of, kind of. The yeah. guys that have made it through the yeah. 2008, yeah. 2009, and then made it through COVID, we're just like, okay, what's next? I mean, you know, <laughs> kind of find a drive your truck through the front yeah. window. We don't yeah. care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually true. have the window that anyway, somebody yeah, can like drive they, through they, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so one of the yeah. things. Like everything's been good though. Like we've we've throughout this year we've we've grown. I've been able to hire on some new people and and like I said, our shop has been booming, which is totally new beast for me to do, um, just because I was always mobile. Um, so as as weird as it sounds, for me to do a detail in the shop is harder than for me to do it mobile. 
because yeah. I'm so used to that and that like I learned how to do everything in the hot sun <clears> or the cold temperatures you know uh, like all the products don't use in direct sunlight was like that's what I have to do so I had to learn how to finesse everything that way and um, you know if you're like paint correction outside it's too hard it's you know you don't get control of that's how I learned that's how I did so coming to a shop and having all these different ways of doing it I kind of had to relearn and, and uh, Especially for you know my team, I've had to relearn how to train and, and do things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, the fun thing now is though some of my guys will cross over and they'll do mobile and in shop stuff, and they'll so they'll get experience both of that and which just makes them better detailers. You know, oh yeah, yeah, multiple environments, that. multiple different challenges in each one, right? I mean, you've got low light right. conditions sometimes inside, and you roll it out. You think you're you're Superman, you roll it outside, and you're like, oh crap, that's a mess. Yeah. Swirls. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. It's true though. I mean, like we've had, to, you know, we've added lighting and got all these special lights to go, you know, for interior work and even paint correction and stuff. And it's funny though, because we always find when we pull it out in the sunlight, it looks better in the sunlight than it does in our shop with all our special light. It shows everything. Yeah. Then you pull it out in the sun, and it's like, oh, it actually looks amazing. You know? Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good. It's good. It's not the <laughs> yeah. opposite, right? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you don't want to have a sixty footer. You know, occasionally, the opposite happens with the interior, just because the lighting on the inside is kind of yeah a little bit harder sometimes with angles and shadows and things like that. But I actually bought these huge. Uh, I just got them from Home Depot, but there's these like these workspace lights. So they're mm -hmm. 360 lights. Mm -hmm. um, so you just set them in the middle of the car, and it's like the sun's in there. Like it's almost hard to see because it's too bright. <laughs> but um, but they they they've helped a lot actually with you know smaller issues like that where you know like oh I missed this spot of vacuum here. You know, yeah. Stuff like that. So customers come in and try to figure out why the guys at on-site detail have to wear sunglasses when they're detailing a car, you know? Yeah, why we have tan lines. <laughs> we're just that cool. It's like, how come you have a tan in January? Ah, I've been doing interiors yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. So as you've, yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of, it's cool because you've gone from mobile. You've gone to mobile <laughs> and inside the four walls. And one of the things that I've noticed about your business is you are huge on training, both for yourself as a business owner, but also training your guys. So let's talk about how that's really given you a competitive edge in your business. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's just, it's really the attitude that you never stop learning. Um, Somebody told me a long time ago when I was young, like a young, like maybe like 13, 14, somewhere in that, they said, um, they told me, said, you can learn something from every single person you come across. Yep. And sometimes people are like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, how am I going to learn something from, you know, this guy who, you know, has this lovely career and, you know, or just is a job popper or or this person who doesn't have a family, how can I learn anything from them? You know, when my life's so full of family or, or uh, I think this person told me, they said, if you think of, of somebody that you could not learn something from, you're wrong. Um, so I've always, since that point on, at least I've tried to, when I meet people um, or I talk to people or I get to know people, I try to learn things from them. 
Um, if, if you've ever looked at me when I'm in a new uh, area or a new thing, um, I'm pretty quiet. I don't say a whole lot unless I'm asked um, because I'm, I'm very observant. Like I'm looking at everybody. I'm kind of getting a feel for them. Um, and it's not because I'm like, oh, like, you know, I need to figure this person out. It's more like, okay, what am I going to be able to learn from this person or this person or yeah. from him or her? Even even kids a lot of times will teach me stuff, you know. Um, and, you know, having kids, obviously, <laughs> you learn a lot too. But yeah. Um, that's kind of just been my mentality. So when I bring that to the business, I just, I assume I am not the most knowledgeable person in the room, even when I'm with my employees. Like I don't consider myself the best detailer. Um, I do not consider myself like the best business person. I don't consider myself the best person in general. Um, you know, I, I just feel that I can learn from everyone. And so, I kind of try to do that in every situation. So when I take that to business, I'm always looking for opportunities to learn, um, whether that's with detailing or in business or, or you know, customer service or customer retention. Or I mean, you could get drilled down to the very specific things with it. I always think there's a better way. So like sometimes my, my guys and um, you know people that work with me get annoyed because I'm always trying to be more efficient and do something better and they're like this works, just be happy. And I'm like. It's not that I'm not happy with it. I just, there's probably a better way to do it, you know? Yep. Um, speaking in, in terms of detailing in general, you know, and I will take it to my local market again. I've been around two other guys' shops, not all of them, but, you know, I've, I've met a lot of them. And they've all, they all do things a little bit differently. They all have a different specialty or a different thing that they offer that maybe someone else doesn't quite do. Um, and everybody looks at detailing differently. You know, some people focus on, you know, the high end or the higher paying job. Some people focus on the volume. Some people focus on uh, quality only. And some people focus on, on, you know, other things that, you know, interiors only or exterior only or, you know, only coatings or only that, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Just yep. everyone yep. kind of does their little thing differently. And so I, I've tried to just kind of learn from everybody. Um, and, and, and that comes into training, you know, my, my people as well. Um, I've actually learned tips and tricks from my own guys after they've been working for me for a while, little while, they figure out something that they like, or they see something online like, Hey, we should try this. And they share it with me. I'm always open to those suggestions. doesn't mean it'll be implemented in the business necessarily, but I'm open to it and I'm open to try it out and, and see how it works. Yeah. And I would definitely, I, I mean, I would definitely uh, agree with that because I've That's seen you when we were on, yeah, when we were on. Questions. A lot of times they get implemented and a lot of times it makes things better and more efficient. Instead of just me, 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 I know everything, you know. Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of a long way of saying uh, <laughs> no, that's that's totally fine. And I would definitely agree with that because when we were at the training, we went to, uh, you know, we were on site at a training. Um, but it was a lot about there? business like and yeah, yeah. There are we back. Are you back? You're kind of freezing up yeah. there as well. Okay. So when we were on site at the training there, that was one of the things I noticed. You're very observant. Um, there was a very young kid there who, who was good. He was a good detailer. And I know a lot of people just observed what he was doing, uh, to kind of learn 
how he did it because he was trying to do it very efficiently. And, um, yeah, that's one of the things I think that I would say is an observation of other people that comes with just owning a business for a long time. Well, and I think one of the things that it really does, too, is it creates an environment where your team feels like they can go, hey, Chris, I was on uh, YouTube or I was at this training and I learned this technique and you're open to exploring whether or not it's a good fit for you, your team, and your company. And I, I think it creates a great environment of collaboration, of teamwork, and everybody feels like, hey, I can contribute to the growth of, of our team. Yeah. Yeah, most, most definitely that's true. And, I, and again, it's, it's not that I've purposely done that to, to create that environment, but it just naturally does that. Yeah. Um, no, and that's so, that's awesome. That's why you've yeah, been in business I, as long I, as you have. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I feel I feel like that's spot on. Just that that short answer that you just, or that short analysis that you did is exactly right. So, <laughs> so so looking back, you know, as you've grown your business, what are a few key things that you think are really critical for business owners to implement to help their business? not only grow but thrive um so i i do definitely think you know um never thinking you know everything you're not done learning is, is a huge thing but i also think uh um especially in detailing don't don't hyper focus on one thing like I'll give you an example. We we got hit pretty hard with COVID stuff. Um, so let, well, let me back up for a second. Uh, my business is pretty diversified, I guess you could say, compared to a lot of businesses. So we we do like retail customer details. Um, we do dealerships. Uh, we do fleet like company accounts. Um, you know, and and all sorts of stuff. So we're not just focused on one thing. We do boats and RVs and planes and you know so. Um, one thing that happened, I thought we had a solid base in our in our fleet area. All these companies just, you know, with company vehicles that are driving around or, or their carpool vehicles or whatever for their business. What happened when, when COVID hit, their cars just sat. Nobody was going into the office. Right. Nobody had to drive vehicles around. And we got hit pretty hard there. What saved us was all the boats and RVs because everyone was sick of staying at home. And luckily the weather was nice enough. That's, that season started super early. People mm. were getting out with their boats in March yep. and, and taking their RVs out in March. Kids weren't in school, they could go. Their kids were doing everything like we are now through Zoom, you know, or, or whatever. And it saved us and, uh, in, in, you know, dealership accounts where, where their manufacturing of new cars has been were slow, was dead in, in, some, in some companies. The used car market has boomed. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we've been able to, to stay busy with that as well. Um, and so I think one thing to, you know, some guys like don't want to even touch that stuff, which some, for some business, it doesn't make sense, right? But right. Um, if you get super hyper-focused, like you're only doing coatings, you're not going to do any interior detailing. Um, you're only you're only focusing on on one thing. I think you miss out on a lot of other kind of opportunities and things that can you can fall back on if you need to 
for instance, with COVID and stuff, that, that things just were not expected. Um, um, I didn't have to lay anybody off. I didn't have to cut anyone's hours. Yep. Like it, it, it was awesome in a sense that we kind of had stuff to fall back on and fill in the schedule where we had previously had other stuff that was kind of set in stone. At least we thought so, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and that's the and, unexpected. Uh, I guess the other thing too, as far as business goes, like make sure that you actually set your business up legitimately, properly. Um, you know, I've seen some horror stories of guys who didn't have insurance and were claiming they did. Um, they didn't have licensing, claiming they did. And they ended up, I mean, pretty much losing almost everything because they weren't willing to pay, you know, you know, the low cost of, of licensing and insurance in most cases. Um, and especially the fact that they were they were out there saying they had it. So they were straight yeah. up lying to people. Like, that's another huge issue. Um, <clears throat> um, I guess on that, too, would be, like, just be honest with customers. Be real with customers. You know, don't be the guy who over-promises, under-delivers. Quite the opposite, you know. Under promise, over over deliver in many cases is, is the right way to go. Um, but just be honest with people and, and tell them the truth. Say, you know, this stain is just not going to come out. I'm sorry, like that's not the solution. Yeah, don't tell me you yeah. can get that out if you don't know you can. You know, um, we recently had a, a truck come in with a nasty odor. You know what this odor was. And we told them, like, no guarantees, no promises. Yeah, we definitely made it better. But, um, you know, the customer wasn't super let down or anything. They're like, yeah, you made it better. So we're happy. Right. So instead of saying, yeah, we can 100% guarantee get this out, and then we couldn't, you know, it could, could have been a totally different experience for the customer. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's probably a million things we could think of if we really went down the line, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think those have yeah I think those have real power because I don't think anybody in the last almost a hundred episodes has ever said make sure that you're licensed and insured. Yeah. I I don't think anybody's ever recommended no. that, and I think that's a really important thing, especially if you're doing working on high end cars. I mean, you you oh need gosh. to be insured, right? Because hey, one little mishap and well, you're paying for a paint I'll, job. I'll give, I will. I'll give you an example of a case where uh, it was not a high-end vehicle. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. But our insurance literally saved our butt on it. So we went to work on a minivan, you know. Um, and at the time, I had a guy that was more. He was a big dude, very strong. Didn't know his own strength. He he went to close the minivan door and it had jammed or something and he literally mm. ripped it off the hinges. Oh jeez. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, what? <laughs> but our insurance, you know, was able to cover that for us and, and take care of that, which not only did that save my butt, I didn't have to take tons of money out of pocket, you know, just the deductibles right. repaired. They they took care of the customer. The customer understood you know things happen it got repaired quickly and, and it got taken care of instead of me having to say oh crap like i don't have insurance like are we gonna do we even have money to pay for this right now uh are we gonna just you know 
stop talking to this customer and hope they go away, you know, whatever people try to do in those situations. Right. Things happen. Um, I mean, we've had, we've had things happen where, you know, we're moving a car and we actually bump, accidentally bumped it against the curb or something and had to get that repaired. And, you know, just small things like that. Um, and then, you know, licensing and proper insurance, especially if you have employees, workers comp, make sure employees are set up properly, you know, as W-2s versus 1099s. I know a, I should say, I know other guy who was doing 1099s improperly, you know, they were really supposed to be W-2s and he got a $10,000, $15,000 fine, something like that. Yep, uh, yep, yeah, you gotta know what you didn't have the money for it, so it pretty much shut him down. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's simple to do. Yes, it takes some time and effort to, to do it properly and get the right agent and company, but uh, when you don't set yourself up properly, you pretty much set yourself up to fail at some point or have big issues that that are going to cause way more stress than you did. Yeah. So. And those are the kind of lessons in trial and error nobody wants to learn. You don't want to have a $10,000 bill hit you because you did something wrong that, you know, obviously you didn't know, but... Um, that doesn't cover it when you hurt somebody's car or when you have the wrong kind of business set up. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people fail to do is do the research and find out how to get, it's the business side of things. How do you set up a business right. and how do you make sure that you're set up the right way? And what is the difference between a 1099 and a W, you know, W2 type of employee? Yeah. And what are the laws in your area? Because they're different everywhere. This isn't a nationwide thing. Right. It's always they're, very, the same. they're very different. They're even different from city to city. Yep. So you have to make sure, especially if you're a mobile guy or a mobile company, you have to know in this city, this is acceptable. In this city, it's not, you know. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, too, I see this all the time, even here. Um, companies will go into commercial areas, uh, you know, like where there's big office buildings and they're working in their parking lots, doing detailing. They don't realize is a lot of those places require you one, to have permission to work there, two, to have them added to your insurance as an additional insured, and three, all that paperwork has to be submitted to you know, whoever owns the land or the, or the buildings, and they have to approve it before that can happen. Yeah. Um, and, and that can be different from city to city or property to property, you know, so like you can't just go anywhere and do it like some, some people say. Like there's been customers we've we've had to tell, hey, we we actually cannot detail your car there, um, like in a certain parking garage or a building because they do not allow it. And if and if we're there doing it, like we're going to be responsible for that. We're going to be the ones getting in trouble and having to deal with that versus right. the customer. But it, then again, you don't want your customer to be pissed off that you couldn't, you know, perform the service or, or whatever or get them in trouble for having you there too. Yeah, you have um, to educate different, them. Different complexes, apartment buildings, they all have different rules. Um, and so you kind of have to find that stuff out. Some of that, obviously, you have to put on your customer as being mobile but um, to know and find out. But at the same time, it's like you can't just willy-nilly go everywhere and do anything. Um, airports are super secure. Military bases here. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are super secure. They'll allow us there, but... You've got to go through all their, you know, steps and do it properly. You can't just show up and expect to, to do it. Um, 
there's some serious consequences when you get into that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, little, little black yeah. ops, little black ops operation comes out and shuts you down, throws you in a yeah. van and drives you off and you disappear. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's true of anything. Yeah. I mean, if, um, I'm I mean, it, in... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, I was just gonna say that's true anywhere. I mean, you the 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 learning by mistake is kind of my middle name, and and I've actually had the the black ops guy at the SEMA show <laughs> that I was behind the curtain uh, up against a wall um, because I decided to make a decision yeah. to Take go in the wrong area. <laughs> Um, and and it, I, you know, I, it was funny afterwards. But at the time, when the guy's got the rubber glove on, you're, it's not so funny. Not I mean, so it's fun. Yeah, I called and told my kids, and as soon as I told yeah. them I was in the back room with the guy with a black suit and a, and a microphone on his lapel, my kids just went, "What did you do this time, Dad?" And so I just started laughing. Everybody just started laughing. <laughs> we were like, "Let's live stream this. I mean, let's turn this whole thing into something fun, you know?" Yeah. But but um, I think those are the kind yeah. of things where. <laughs> legitimately in business in your area there are different rules right so there's no one prescription and that's what I the one thing I love about what we do on this program is we expose people to things that they might not know about cold weather some people that are in you know California Florida Arizona they don't they don't kind of get it until they see this they're not going to get it unless they're in Flagstaff or something like that but but to understand that you guys in our areas, we have to prepare for different, there's a different market every season, right? There's the spring season, there's the summer season, there's the right. two and a half weeks of fall, and then it's winter for six months. So, you know, you got to kind of plan for that yeah. stuff. And and your example of what happened in the springtime is a perfect example that a lot of people don't look at. They're like, ah, I don't want to do boats or RVs, or I don't really want to do recreational vehicles and motorcycles or any of that kind of stuff. But you have to look in your area at what is what is your climate? What are your seasons? What is the geography of the business environment? You know, can you go to an area and, and open up and be like the mobile detailer in this parking lot? And you can gain business by doing that just by having your van. I know that you get business by having your van parked somewhere. Somebody sees it and that gets you additional business. It's kind of the, the benefit of having yeah. a mobile operation. Every yep. Every day. Yes. So, man... You know, we could obviously keep going. Maybe we ought to do a round two. But um, so how do, if you're in the Midvale, Central Valley part of Utah, how do people find you other than just look for a black and orange van driving everywhere? Um, yeah, so we we, uh, we, we spend, um, you know, a good amount of effort and, and money in reality um, on our SEO on our yep. Google listings, um, you know, advertising that way. Not, I mean, not a huge amount of money, I guess, but we do. Um, one thing that has been absolutely huge for us is just is is uh, just word of mouth. Um, I do now on on um, on staff. I do have a guy who he's basically our sales guy, so he'll he'll go try to get us business, with some bigger accounts and things like that. Um, but um, in all reality, you know, from going from where we started, uh, you know, when I took over this for my brother-in-law with two mobile vans that were busy half the time, not, not even fully busy to, to what we're doing now. Um, it was just those things that we talked about, like setting, setting ourselves up to be successful, um, doing things properly, being honest with our customers. Um, giving the customer a good experience as opposed to something that they don't want to come back to. 
Um, funny story real quick to just kind of show you how, how well that works. When we were looking for a space for a building, we, we found this building, you know, with our with the agents going back and forth and, and we found this building. And when we decided this is what we wanted, you know, we submitted um, all the stuff and the landlord is like, oh my gosh, on-site detail, I love them. I use them all the time. And and so we immediately were like top of the list to get to get in here. Um, nice. And since then, you know, we've continued to, to work with them. I mean, like I said, we've only been here since May and I think we've already detailed uh, the the landlord's cars a few times, you know, family members of them, um, you know, and so it's just it's just one of those things. Customer experience is huge. Uh, I think a lot of times, um, especially the smaller operations, and this this actually go, I would say this goes for any business, not just detail. But people focus on the product or the service as far as like, oh, I'm going to polish this paint perfect. So everyone's so impressed and they'll send in. And in reality, most customers don't see that perfect paint. They care more about their experience. And they say, yeah, the car looks great. But man, these guys were on top of it. They communicated well. They were professional. Yep. They were on time. They did what they said they were going to do and a little bit more. And and stuff like that versus, yeah, the paint looks great, but this guy didn't tell me when he was coming. He didn't even show up for the first appointment. I didn't know how much it was going to cost. I I felt like, you know, it was more than I was wanting to spend. Um, you know, things like that, that that just hurt that customer experience. By all means, I'm not saying we do things perfectly, but that's, that's something that we've really focused on that does get us a lot of business. I mean, I will even even our dealership accounts that we do like a lot of times the you know the people in charge at the dealerships that we deal with are like man you guys just are a step way above and beyond all you have worked with like you're communicating you're making sure we're happy um and we we intentionally will ask you know each dealership or customer like what areas they get bugged by the most. Is it the windows? Is it the wheels? Is it, you know, seats or is it the paintwork? Is it whatever? And they all have something different. So we take notes and we keep that on file. So if I if I did a job once and I said, you know, this person is really picky about their rims, the next detailer can see that and they will say, okay, I gotta focus on the rims and we'll keep that receptionist who schedule she is amazing um she'll say you know to our details she'll take notes as as customers are scheduling and, and put that in the notes for our guys um so that we make sure that we give them the service they're wanting um obviously within the budget of what they're spending and packages that they're choosing that we offer but um you know it's about that experience and that's one thing is, is providing that most of the time. Again, we're not perfect. Can't satisfy everybody. Things happen sometimes out of our control. And, you know, sometimes having employees, you have a bad apple that, uh, you know, just rubs people the wrong way or doesn't quite do the job how, how we want it to be done. But, I mean, that's also part of growing business and having a business. So, um, yep. another another thing to learn um, if you do, do uh, 
go from one man show to hiring a helper to hiring a full time person, eventually get people that are actually doing the majority of the detailing or work for you. You know, it's never going to be done exactly like the way you do it. I've found in many cases that's a great thing because <laughs> they do a better job than me and they've got skill sets that I just don't have. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, our receptionist, she is amazing on the phone and she takes care of people and um, she does a great job. And same with our sales guy and, you know, all my detailers, like, um, you know, my mom, she works here. She's, she's going to retire soon, but she, she just has skill sets that I don't have. She's an accountant, you know, by profession. And so she just knows how to get things done and organized and, my wife the same way, just with finance and seeing the numbers. And um, you know, I'm I'm definitely more the risk taker, and she's more of the, the conservative as far as that goes. But yeah, that's my office so wife. We kind of all balance each other out and work together. And, and, yeah, and so you know, in 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 all, it's like like you were saying earlier, it's it's like that team environment. I do not consider all the success that we've had. It's not all me. It, it's definitely not all me. Um, you know, without a lot of these people here, if I was trying to do all this by myself, it would not happen. It would have fallen apart a long time ago. I would have got burned out. I would have quit. I would have, you know, gone and work somewhere most likely or, or just been on to the next business that I had that I thought was going to be great. And, you know, so that, that group environment. And another thing with owning a business, like I know some guys hate the idea of having employees and they just don't do it, which is totally fine if that was the worst for them. Um, one of the most satisfying things that I found in business is being able to provide people with jobs that they that they like. They're excited to get up in the morning and go to, mm -hmm. that they know that they they will be heard and listened to and not just, you know, this is your job, you do it, and you shut up and, and put your head down and do it. There are instances where I'll say things like that, but that's not that's not the overall feel that I want people to have. But being able to provide people with a, with a good job and a good environment to work, you know, where they feel comfortable and happy and, and stuff has been amazing. And then even to see like my my guys take their families on vacations, I mean that is so satisfying. Where they yeah. can take their family, they can take work off for a week and go to Disneyland or wherever they're whatever they're doing, and you know it, it feels good because you know all the hard work I put in. Yes, it benefits me and my family, but it also benefits others. And yeah, so I think that's, that's really something extremely satisfying that I did not expect. That's and, awesome. Know, kind of running business and growing, so. so if I'm in Harriman or South Jordan or, you know, Sandy, how do I get in touch with you to have my boat, RV, my airplane, car, and my man. car done? So... Uh, really any way that you prefer you can contact us so you can call us you can text us you can email us you can fill out a form on our website you can message us on facebook or through yelp or whatever your preferred method of communication is that's kind of what we go with um you know for quickest response phone call texting um you know but honestly any way that people want to call us or, or whatever get a hold of us so our, our, you know, phone number, uh, 801-412-9274, um, website is onsitedetail.net, which we got it back up and running, by the way, because I know it was down 
It was down all day yesterday from some stupid little thing. Um, <laughs> that happens. But, uh, so. we're, we're, yeah, we're, well, we're launching a whole new website pretty soon, and so we've kind of, this one has kind of just sat there for a while, and it's been having issues, but anyway, we figured it out. Um, you know, our, our social media, Facebook, um, all that stuff is just, you know, on-site detail. Um, so any of that stuff, you can, if anyone has questions or, or you know, is looking for work even in the area, like we, we're, we're still looking to hire and, and as we grow and stuff like that. Even rolling into winter, which I know sounds weird, which sounds weird to me because it's always been completely opposite. Um, right. We're still looking for a few, few good people to, to bring on board and then potentially next year, if, if uh, everything is still going good, uh, then we'll, we'll be hiring on some more people again. So. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's really well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I mean, this has been absolutely amazing. I mean, you have so much knowledge that you're willing to share. And we just want to thank you for taking out the time because we know you're extremely busy. We want to remind everybody, make sure to like, subscribe, and share. We are doing the Buff and Shine Rotafest 2020 Relief Package. So you need to hashtag Buff and Shine Manufacturing, Reflection Artist, and Rotafest. Give us some love, and you get bonus entries when you go out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So, Awesome. That's, that's perfect. And uh, stay tuned. We do this every single Thursday. If you're watching this and you want to be on the show and you never have, just get a hold of us at, uh, you know. Info at Zimware.com. Yeah. <laughs> go to our website. Yeah, go to our website. If you can't find us, you're not looking. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You guys have a fantastic day. Appreciate you guys joining us every week. And we will check you same time, same bad channel, just with a different business owner or supplier. And right here on Rotafest. See ya!